who I know, yeah. who I know yeah. is wildly excited coming yeah. off of WrestleMania. Don't worry, buddy. We got play. We're going to get into it. Okay. All right. But I need. I just need you to hold. Just hold your horse. Okay. Just hold it back, right. dude. You should have seen the look on his face when he got here this morning. The tall guy pumped. God, I just want to talk about WrestleMania. Well, dude, here's the thing. I want to talk WrestleMania okay. too. All like right. I do. Multi- right. We're going to get into WrestleMania a lot today. As a matter of fact, dude, I didn't watch a single bit of it, obviously, but right. I did pay attention to some of your tweets, which have me very, very interested to talk WrestleMania. Okay. 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 You actually what, like sucked me into the to, nice, to the uh, nice. to the WrestleMania world last night via your Twitter. Did you hear that, Vince McMahon, dude? Where's my endorsement on this, dude? Hey, it's Fantonia yeah, yeah. for WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania that 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 staggering brand <laughs> that that just needs to be helped pushed uphill by Matthew Fantone. So we're gonna we're gonna let you get there. Okay. All right, but okay. let's bore people first with golf. How about that? All right, here we go. How about that? Here we go. So the Masters over the weekend, and I have to apologize to the audience because people kept telling me, "Hey, Grandpa." Just go to masters.com and watch it. And I was like, well, like every other streaming sports thing, I figured, yes, it's available to stream it. But then when you get there, they're going to be like, hey, what's your subscription information for your cable provider? But that was not the case with the Masters. I watched the Masters all four days. Either I, either A, from, master, from the Masters app that I downloaded to my phone, or B... By pulling up my web browser and my Xbox One and going to masters.com and watch the entire tournament. And as a matter of fact, Saturday and Sunday, they actually gave you, there was three different feeds you could watch, four I believe, and they actually gave you the television broadcast as the option. Really? So they're not just giving you like B-roll, they're not just giving you like a broad shot. I had Jim Nance. Really? In my living room yesterday. At masters.com. Wow. Pulled up through the Xbox, paid nobody. Wow. Which is... Now, here's the thing. I'm curious as to how this is going down. Now, at first I was like, well, dude, nobody cares about golf. That's how this is happening. Right. But ESPN is in the master's business. Like, they, they yeah. I know they paid, right? And CBS, obviously, I believe still carried the, you know, it over the weekend because, again, you had Jim Nance and Dottie Pepper and that whole thing. So, like, I would imagine, I don't know because, again, I was watching it via masters.com, but I was like, somebody somewhere is paying to have this run on television. And yet, you don't need it that way at all. You're right. It's golf and nobody cares, but you're wrong there in the sense of like, yeah, nobody cares, but dude, nobody cares about bull riding, but they still have like sponsors and money going through I mean, there. We, and we like, can you know say what I nobody mean? cares. And I understand that a lot of people who are listening to the radio show might not be like, dude, golf's not my thing. But people paid $7,000 for tickets right. to go to the Masters. Right. So people do care. Yes. So somewhere, somebody, somebody cares. So there's money to be made somewhere. And they didn't understand it because when they would go to break, they would say things like this, Phantom, for live scoring, live video. They would never say to watch the tournament live. They would say live video, go to masters.com. And I was sitting there listening to that going, well, I am at masters.com. This isn't live video. I'm right. watching the tournament. And they had three different feeds. You could watch Amen Corner, which is a special set of like three holes on the course. You could watch the featured groups, or you could watch the live television broadcast. It was amazing. And yet, I didn't pay a single person to do it. Now, was it brought to you by Snickers or something? Nothing. 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 No advertisements whatsoever. As a matter of fact, when they would go to commercial break, the screen would not necessarily freeze, but it would kind of pause, and they would show you like like a like a, a group of flowers that like from the course, and it would say live video will will begin in a couple of minutes. And as soon as the commercial break was over, you'd be right back. Right back to it. Right back to wow. it. Wow. And honestly, that was kind of annoying. Like, I know right right now a lot of people are thinking, well, that'd be kind of cool. Actually, a couple of Arby's commercials wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world in the middle of that. It was kind of boring to kind of sit there and just look at a screen with nothing for a few minutes. Like, that was torturous. I would have rather had commercials. 
But outside of that, it was a great experience, and yet I didn't pay anybody. So it's like, how is this okay? Like, dude, this somebody what? No money exchange hands. Now, now, now some people listen to us online, and they'll listen to us in the in the car too. And like, there's a difference between the commercials you can play on your on-air broadcast, i.e., the Stansberry Show via 106.9 FM on your terrestrial versus dial website. versus stream. So yes. like, as, as some people might not be aware of that, but yeah. like, okay, so there's got to be a difference there, and that's why I don't I, even know what the rules are, but there's something different about. That's it. why the commercials you'll hear on our stream are different than the commercials that you're going to hear necessarily on our FM terrestrial you hear, stick. You may hear different songs if you're listening to the stream versus the radio station. Right. Too. There's going to yeah. be there's going to be some differences within there. Yeah. But I, so I'm not necessarily surprised to find out that they weren't playing the exact same commercials. But nothing. But I am very very no, surprised. No side banner ads brought to you this. by Buick. You know nothing. what I mean? That's what I expected. Is like this. You know, the Masters presenting commercial free at Masters.com by Buick. Nothing. Like that's what I would think. Nothing. Wow. So you gotta wonder wow. if is are is what they are are they just beta testing it? Like, let's see how many people we can get in there and do this. And once we have you all, then we will put the Snickers logo up on the screen. I, I, I know the last, I think it's two years, the Super Bowl did the same thing where they gave it away for free via online. You could just watch it. What What are we still paying cable bills for, dude? What What is going on? Why am I still paying this? Like, like this is, like, this is where, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand this. Like, these companies got to be furious about this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I feel mad about it. On the broadcast, Jim Nance is saying, for live scoring. Now, again, they don't say to watch the tournament live. Right. But again, if you go and, like, a guy asked me, I was tweeting about Tiger Woods' round yesterday morning, which wasn't on TV. Like, the early rounds aren't on TV. And a guy hit me up on Twitter. He's like, dude, how are you watching this? And I was like, dude, I'm at Masters.com. Two minutes later, he's like, well, thanks, man. I'm not getting anything done today. And sure enough, he went and watched it. And then he was tweeting me all day like, man, this is amazing. I can't believe they're letting you. I was like, I know, for no money. Now, I mean, I guess like, because at the end of the day, now this was, it was on ESPN or ABC or CBS or who was it on? It, I Again, I don't actually know. I know ESPN had their early rounds, but again, because they had CBS's broadcast team yesterday, yeah, so I would imagine the final round was on CBS. was on CBS probably, you know, the, 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 the primetime Sunday there. They weren't saying for full and complete coverage, go to CBS.com. They're saying go to Masters.com. Masters.com. Because if you're driving them to your website, then at that point, at least there's like, well, yeah, dude, the unique views go through the roof during this and you like there's something worth advertisers, it. Advertisers, look how but many people. Right. It's, it's Masters.com. It's, right. What? Right. So you got to wonder is, and now again, the Masters is its own thing. They kind of can do whatever they want inside yeah. of golf and people just kind of like deal with it. They're right. super quirky because it's the Masters. Right. But so you got to wonder, are they going, this is our tournament. It's the most esteemed thing in golf. So if we, if we can build this website and then we can go back to our broadcast partners and go, bro, we don't really need, we don't need you. We don't. You know what I mean? But why would the TV network allow you to do like I don't under like there's I'm a pretty smart guy and in advertising and broadcasting is kind of like, like my so. world. Yeah, I like kinda, I, so. I've been privy to closed door meetings and these kind of things. And for the life of me, I can't figure out how this is all right. Somebody somewhere is not getting paid. Like, dude, jobs are like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm worried about people in like, dude, dude, TV broadcasts is like, that's a union. I wonder if this is just a sign of things to come and the way that things are going to be. And I, I, I you know, and not to like, hey, and this kind of relates back to WrestleMania, the WWE. But I think they kind of like blaze a trail a little bit they there did. of like taking ownership of like, hey, this is our platform. We are going to put our product here, and like. <sighs> I mean, and I guess you can kind of say the kind of same thing with the way that like some artists have been able to work is that like, 
we've got the product. I mean, yes, you have the avenue for us to push that product out there in the world. But Avenues we, are changing. But, but we, right, we have the product. It's like, like I always say about iHeart. How smart was it? They saw it coming and they were like, put the radio in their phone. Everybody's addicted to their phone. Fine. People, you know what I mean? Screw right. it. You know what I mean? Screw right. it. Put, do, put right. the radio where they are. Don't, instead of trying to get them to come to the radio, hit the radio where they are. It was the smartest thing this company's ever done. And I mean, listen, you can say a lot of things about the company we work for, and Dan and I have said them all, I think. Not going to say them anymore. Uh, no, we are not, but I, I I will agree with you 100% there. And that's why you see other broadcast companies coming in and like purchasing like agreements with iHeart. and Let why us you be can, on that app, Right, man. right, right. right. Like, like We want to be on that. Because right. so, that's where so, everybody I mean, is. I, I genuinely do think, and I, you know, not to go back to WrestleMania, but I genuinely do think that WWE Network style of like, hey, if this is the if you want if you want uh, you know PGA golf, you get the PGA app, get the PGA Network, and then it's going to be like, dude, you can watch. Yep, you can watch. Yep, but I've been asking for all along, right? That's having that. That's what I've been saying is that I want to be able to call a a a a cable company and say, dude, I want these nineteen channels. Other than that, dude, leave me alone. How, How how long until how long until it's like. The NBA follows suit or MLB follows suit here where it's like, yo, you can just watch all these games. You can do all these things. And like you pay you pay us. We eliminate that middleman. You're not paying Spectrum. You're not paying, you know, ESPN's not involved in this equation anymore. It is you, the consumer, giving me the NFL, the NBA, the whoever, the you know, the the PGA. You are giving me that money. It just it, it, it as much as I was sitting on the couch yesterday going, this is awesome. There was a lot of me that was like, dude, I'm worried about what this means financially for the world. I wonder what that number is because, like, all right, so let's say on CBS, like, how much money does the PGA extract out of one viewer who watched on CBS versus how much money did this did the PGA extract out of that one viewer who watched on Masters.com? I don't know. I don't know where that. Wow. I don't know where in the equation that is there, but that's that's what we're looking at here wow. is where can we get the most money out of out of the eyeballs that are on us right it just, now? I, I thought people were nuts last week and they were telling me. I, I was like, yeah, dude, guys, dude, you told me about this with other sports and other things and then I go and then yeah they want the subscription I was like what I can just watch this you gotta start listening to the audience more buddy I hate that you're right about that (laughs) they can't be trusted no they can't dude they're terrible the 20 million unwashed I can't (laughs) I don't want to be amongst it I know kidding obviously (laughs) we have poison and cheap trick tickets for you and your shot at a thousand dollars every single hour we'll let Fantone out of the bar yeah for his WWE Love Fest. That's next after your $1,000 on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRKK.com. And we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. Get a little update on your tribe, Cavs. Find out maybe what uh, any movement and what the Browns might be thinking. But the draft, pretty much right around the corner now, right? Pretty soon here. I'm actually pretty excited about football season this year. I don't know why I'm buying into the Kool-Aid. I don't know why. Um, Draft hasn't even taken place yet, and and I'm sucked in. There's a little bit of reason for optimism. I don't want to say it, but I'm saying it. It feels like things are different, I guess, right? Sort of? Kind of? Maybe? I'm I'm pumped. I, I, you know, we'll see what happens. So we'll talk to Scott coming up at 8 o'clock. So WrestleMania last night, 
lot going on here. A lot going on here. Uh, again, with the viewing in the changing in how we are given or uh, allowed access to entertainment. I saw one of your buddies tweet that, I guess during the broadcast, they were reminding you that you could get WrestleMania for free just by signing up for the network that day, and you get right. a free month. Right. So essentially, you could like sign up for the, the network yesterday afternoon, watch WrestleMania, then cancel it today, never pay anybody really anything, and yeah. you've seen like the Super Bowl of their sport. Yeah. Well, their league. Yeah. So, and I saw you tweet this, which I thought was funny. You said that information would have made the 90s version of your dad really mad. Oh, would have went through the roof, dude. Mike Fantone in the 1990s, you would have told him that you could get WrestleMania for free as opposed to spending $29.99 on it on pay-per-view. Lisa, can you believe this? Lisa, they're just giving it away in 2018. They want me to spend money on it right now. I love it. I dude, I was talking to my mom about it. I was, you know, I'm like, mom, dude, I'm so excited about WrestleMania. And I asked her, I'm like, mom, where did you guys get the money back in the '90s to be buying these things on pay per view every month? And she was like, Matthew, I don't know. It was the '90s. It was a different era. Everyone had money. Like we were just, we were just throwing Mountain Dews at you guys. Pizza rolls out the window. <laughs> you guys were just, just watching wrestling, consuming everything. See, here's the thing. That's the dude. Your mom knows exactly the truth, and she lied to you. <laughs> what do you mean? No, they didn't find the money. They still haven't found it. One day, dude, those two people are going to die. And you're going to have to pay for all those goddamn pay-per-views you watched as a kid. You thought you were skating free. No. $60,000 worth of debt. And my parents, you know, and they're in their, in their will right there. Half to me, half to my brother. And it's like, yo, this is for SummerSlam 89, idiots. There you are at your parents' funeral. And Vince is just leaning up against the casket handout looking for his bread. Like, Hilarious. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Eventually, you're going to have to pay for it. That's interesting. Though. So yeah, I, uh, I uh, dude, Vince has kind of changed you know the game a couple of times. A lot of the camera work we see yeah. in the NFL now came from his football league. Yeah. And again, you know he, uh, you know that network UFC has their own network now that you can kind of do that with. And you know there are a lot of people following suit with what Vince does. He, uh, you. Uh you know, you, you look at kind of how they've, you know, you know, I guess it's easy for them to take chances because it's like, dude, we're pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not as like distinguished as a brand of baseball. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, no, it's pro wrestling. Try you can, it. you Try can, it. you can right. go out there and you can like take risks and you can do stuff like that. Um, all in all, I will give WrestleMania, I don't know, a B, a B minus. I'm wow, going to say that's, that's a letdown, right? Uh, no, I mean, it was solid. Everything. I don't expect everything in my life to be an A plus. Like I didn't expect last night, you know, to come out and be like, Dude, that was the greatest WrestleMania of my life. Um, I'm going to say right out of the gate that much like it made a Marvel movie feel brief. Like it was it was long, it long, dude. I mean, the pre-show started at five. It wasn't over till after midnight. Jesus. Christ. I mean, the actual show started at seven. It wasn't over until 1215, dude. I couldn't make it all the way through. I'm sorry. Actual WrestleMania starts at seven. seven. But I mean, there was matches from five to seven. So it's like, well, when does it really right. start? You know, if you got matches going on. So like, Jesus. So I mean, like, yeah, dude, that's a long ass haul. And like a part of the problem is there is that like. By the end of the event, you could feel the energy in the arena kind of deflated because it was like, oh, my God. Enough. Yeah. All right. So this is what I did. There was another. I saw another one of your tweets. I was very right. interested about this. So apparently they did WrestleMania in an open air stadium. Mm-mm, not an open air. It was in it was it was in it was in New Orleans and it was the dome was still on. And, dude, you got to have it open air to make it feel bigger, to make it feel grand. Oh, to make I it thought feel they did like it open something. air. No, they you they usually do. And I will say that like last night, it just didn't feel as grand as it usually does in the sense of like 
the, the production value is always there with WWE. They do a really good job of it. But, like, there was some stuff. They did a lot of, like, altered reality stuff where it's, like, you know, the audience in the, in the arena didn't necessarily see it. But, like, there was a lot of, like, the entrances had, like, a graphics, you know, thing to it. So it wasn't just, like, on the big screen. It was, like, almost 3D coming into your okay. house. I see what you're and saying. So that, so that was kind of cool. And like I said, I mean, they're obviously going to take some chances on it. But, like, last night there was no, like celebrities to it and that's usually something that they're like it's usually like hey there's Jimmy Fallon and hey there's you know the the the, 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 the New Orleans Saints starting you know uh, you know uh, there was none of that defensive the only celebrity that they showed last night and it's interesting because there was such and you'll be interested in this for sure there was such a heavy MMA tie-in last night the only celebrity that I saw them really focus on was Dana White yeah the this only one yeah I don't love that I couldn't believe it and here's why I fought with people all weekend about what went down with Conor McGregor not being a stunt. Right. Not, it's not WWE. It's not WWE. It's not WWE. And, and, then, and there he is front and center. Now, now, I don't think that that means that. No. What I think that means is Dana White weaseled his way into Ronda Rousey money from the WWE. I think there's probably, dude, there's probably a partnership along the line somewhere in the sharing of Ronda or the something that, because I don't, either that or he just wants, now, I don't even think it's, you know what, honestly, that's completely wrong. Dana White's not an idiot. He knows how many people are watching WrestleMania. Right. And if he looks like, I don't care that Ronda is doing this, and he doesn't look like he has to fight Ronda leaving, it sells you on the fact that the UFC is strong and pumping. I, I think I, I, I think that's more, what he was there for. Number one, if you're Dana White, it's good to get your face in front of a bunch but of wrestling why, fans. If you're Vince, do you do it? Um, and I think this all really does boil down to Brock Lesnar. And last night was the last night um, that Brock Lesnar's contract in the WWE like ran up until this WrestleMania. So everybody was speculating, like, this is the end of it, dude. He's going to lose the Roman Reigns in the main event. You lose the Universal Championship, and he's going back to UFC, where, you know, I mean, last fight he had, he dominated. What was that? The, the, the Samoan headhunter, uh, Mark Hunt, Mark right? Hunt, yeah. I mean, just, like, dominated that fight. So, like... Well, Brock's you, a bad So, so, so you, you kind of thought to yourself, well, this is it. This is the end of it. Like, Lesnar's going to be done here. But he won last night. So it's like, now now, now what happens? Dana White's there. Ronda Rousey's a part of it. And Brock Lesnar, all of a sudden, still the champion. And it's like, well, are, are you... So it was New Orleans, huh? Yeah. Because Dana was in New York on Saturday night, obviously, because the Khabib fight. Right. Had to, make, had to make it a priority. Had to make it a big deal. Like, yo, I'm going down there. Now, a part of it to me, it seemed like, because he looked genuinely happy. Dana White looked very happy at WrestleMania because they showed him right after the Ronda Rousey match. It seemed like, yo, he's just happy. Happy for his friend. He's just happy for that person. But that's not how business works. That's not how stuff like that works. No. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not what that was. So like Dana White gets his his butthole bleached. That's how serious of a dude that guy is. So like, like yeah, no, he's got. I, I do. I wonder what's going on there. So so with Ronda Rousey and her first match in the WWE, I feel like that was kind of one of the main stories of the event last night. Um, I had low expectations. I really did. I thought she was going to go out there, and I thought the problem would be. And there's another chick that's from MMA and has transitioned over to WWE, and she's that chick is really bad 
at faking it. She's really bad at selling is kind of what it's called in the industry of like making it look like you're getting hurt because those people have been in actual fights. Therefore, right. it's hard to fake it. Ronda Rousey did a great job of faking really? it last night. There was some clunky stuff she did in the ring, and it was like, eh, yeah, you probably use a little bit of work. But for your first match, for her to go out there, she she like exceeded my expectations for What's sure. What's the training like for an average WWE superstar? Like how like how many years in are they before like I see them on television? Like um, a lot, right? Like because the point I'm trying to make is Ronda hasn't been at this. No, 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 no. I mean, like even dudes who come over from the NFL, like there's one dude Baron Corbin who was an NFL player, and um Rob Gronkowski's buddy uh, Mojo Riley or Raleigh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like those dudes both had to come over and like obviously were good at their sports. And I mean, it takes you, I would say, a year probably in development, and then maybe a year of like squalling around in like crappy matches and NXT being a mid carter, and then maybe getting to move up. So I would say two years really before you're you know. So for her to come out and first match it and like do it like that, it was impressive. I I mean, I, 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 she has a future in this. Like it's not like there's a career in it. Before that match started with Ronda Rousey taking on Stephanie McMahon, it was Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle, two Olympic two Olympic medalists taking on um you know the CEO and the COO of, of WWE. Man, Vince knows how to sell a story, dude. right? He knows right? how to sell a story, so, dude. So, so so those two. I mean, like before that match started, I was like, dude, this Ronda Rousey thing is gonna flop. She's gonna be gone in three months. This is all going to be for naught. And like, no, no, huh? nope. she came in and she totally she did well enough for me to be like, all right, you, you deserve your spot here. I think the whole thing's about a movie career. I think she was in a couple of movies and then she, you know, I mean, that it had kind of died down because she had lost that fight. Right. And I think, honestly, she knows. I think she's going to take the rock model. Like, I'm going to go to WWE. I'm going to become a superstar in this. They'll they'll push me forward faster than they would somebody else because right. my name's Ronda Rousey. Right. And, like, my stardom will come back, and then next thing you know, I'm going to be in action movies again. And they'll probably remake Die Hard, and Bruce Willis's character will be Ronda... Dude, mark my words. Ronda Rousey makes the remake of Die Hard. That will happen because of the WWE. I'm not going to argue with you. This is her theme song, by the way. Old Joan Jett. Uh, that's, that, that works for her. She, I like that. She came out last night, and she was wearing, like... Like a black leather jacket? Black leather jacket. She looked like Roddy Piper. That's her thing. She kind of like took a page out of Roddy Piper's book. Can you, and she wore like this like like this like this skirt. She looked pretty hot last night. I'm usually not a Ronda Rousey guy, but she is, looked pretty good last is night. Is there a way for you to find me like a, like a handful of photos of Ronda Rousey yeah. from last night and get them online? Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. All right. I'm sure we can do that. I kind of like to see that. A lot, so, you know, there's a lot of WrestleMania stuff last night. A lot of good stuff last night. Basically, what Fantone just said to you there is we're not talking about anything but the Masters or WrestleMania Hall damn day. We didn't plan anything. It's Monday for us, too, dicks. You don't think we go, Monday, where's my coffee? Like, we're the, we're, you know, we're humans, too. I'm kidding. You know what we haven't done in a while? I'm not, exactly. really. But uh, you, know, you know what we haven't done in a long while is the Florida Files. And there's a woman in Florida that was busted. And she's got one of the worst excuses I have ever heard in my life. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Do so at 8 o'clock. Get his take on opening day. What went down with that? What your tribe looks like. As a matter of fact, I believe Tiger's in town tonight. Uh, dude, I don't know. We got to be NBA playoffs have to start. If not this, soon, I mean, right? like within, a, I would say a week, if two weeks at the most. Yeah, can't be real long. We'll find out what's going on with camps, all that with Scott at eight o'clock. 
we here at the Sandsbury Show like making fun of Florida. And we had to take a break from it for a little while because it felt like, wow, it's probably a little inappropriate with Parkland. You know what I mean? So, you know, you give Florida a little bit of a break there. But let's be honest, a lot of weird stuff goes down in Florida. Um, you know, Fantone always says, you know, there's nothing better than when in the news you hear this line. Florida, man. Like, that's like, you know, all right, we're about, we're about to hear something awesome. Yeah, the misadventures of Florida, man, right there. Okay, so what, uh, what, what do we got here? Well, this is Florida woman. Okay. Right? And so a pair of ladies get pulled over. And the cop's like, you know, kind of feel like this car smells like weed. So we're going to search it. I mean, I understand, I guess, smoking weed when you don't have somewhere to go. Like, I mean, when you're younger and you don't want to smoke weed at your parents' house, I guess, like, driving around. But there's a little bit of now. It's like, dude, don't you, like, well, you, you I pay rent. I, yeah, but, I, I, see, we always assume that when the cop smells weed in the car, that that person was dumb enough to have been smoking the weed in the car. Right. I think you and I sometimes downplay smoking a blunt in the living room, uh, getting in the car, and, dude, you reek like weed. I, I, yeah, you yeah. Reek, I mean, you, I mean, you dude, can definitely smell like weed, no not, question. Non-weed smokers can tell that you've smoked, like, for a weed smoker, like, you think Axe Body Spray, I'm, dude, you just smell like covered up weed. Like, I, that stench, it's a stench. And I guess there's also the non-burnt weed, because, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, if, you, if you're smoking a blunt, you can smell that, but there's also that funk smell, like, if, you, if it's like non- Like you just copped? Right, like, yeah, if, you, yeah if, you're, if you're coming home with a bag, I mean, that can certainly stink up your car, and uh, I guess I'm not taking into consideration if you're going somewhere and you want to be high as you can as you walk through the door- you're We're gonna, going to the movies. You're going to smoke in the car. Okay. A- absolutely. Okay. So stuff like right. that can happen. I don't necessarily think it's just a, yeah, we're rolling down the street. Here's, you know, let's smoke this, right? Okay. I mean, that there is that. Going, there mean, is that. There's plenty of that. Yeah. So the cops like, dude, I kind of feel like this car smells like weed. We're going to search it, right? So they search the car. They search both women. They search like the purse of the woman who was in the passenger seat. Right. And they find, surprise, weed. Now, that's not all they find. What else is in that purse there? They find a bag of weed, but they also find a small bag, and they don't even give me the amount here, but a small amount of cocaine. Okay, now that's problematic for her. She's got two drugs in her purse. She's been pulled over. Like, jail's probably really likely. You have felony drugs on you, bro. Once you got cocaine on you, that's felony drugs, bro. Like, uh, you you can have weed. I mean, yeah, you can be like, ah, well, you know, a couple misdemeanors, misdemeanor four, five, whatever, no problem. But, dude, no matter how little that amount of coke you have, no matter, like, ah, dude, just a little bit to get me through, that's felony drugs, bro. Now, that's not good. That's not good. So they start to question her. Right. About the drugs in her purse. Right. Now she starts to go the, well, it's not my fault route. Of course it's not her fault, dude. Who are you to assume that it's her fault? So she tells this cop, this woman does, that, well, the weed in the purse, mine. That's mine. All right. Well, honesty here. The cocaine, however, she claims is not hers. So you would think then the natural thing would be then she's going to say, the woman I was in the car with, the driver of the car, asked me to hold it. It's hers. Right? That's what I would assume. That's going to be the natural excuse. Because at least then you're blaming it on another human being who you're in the company with. It's a believable thing. Yet, you're still holding it. I think you're probably still in trouble. Yeah. Oh, you you do. Right? You know, possession nine-tenths of the law or whatever. Sure. But, like, y- yes. I mean, you know, it was her or it was, you know, my boyfriend left it in there. Or, like, yes. Yeah, so you're coming up with a, a, a somewhat reasonable excuse here. This woman uses the worst excuse maybe I've ever heard. Now, you got to remember, it, dude, I read these kinds of stories every day. Right. This idiot 
tells this cop, well, we were driving down the street. Right. Windows are down. They are. Pretty windy. Maybe it flew into my purse. <laughs> the old, the cocaine flew into my purse. Nah, I've been tricked by that one before. Yeah, that one has happened. Just driving down the street, windows open, a bag of cocaine just flies into your car. Now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if we have cops so stupid that they would believe cocaine flew into the purse from wind, we are in a serious amount of trouble. Luckily for us, that is not the case. They didn't buy it. They cuffed her, stuffed her. They were in hot pursuit and they got her. Unbelievable. The smell like weed. Yo, I could smell weed driving. We just drove past somebody. You're smelling them. The wind blew it in here. Maybe the smell of weed. Maybe. And that's a terrible argument. But maybe the smell of weed you can argue away with the wind blew it in here. But a bag of cocaine? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, lady? I don't know if the smell of weed is wafting into your windows at 40 miles per hour down the side street. You know what I mean? But at, but, least, <laughs> but at least there's some sort of like, well, maybe. The old, the wind blew the weed, the cocaine into my purse there. Man, I have heard some bad excuses in my day. I have used some bad excuses in my day. That one might be the single worst. Your shot at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. Back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. NFL draft about 17 days away. We'll get uh, Scott from winningfornextyear.com on the air at 8 o'clock. Get his take. Obviously, we will let uh, Fantone and he nerd out a little bit about WrestleMania. I don't know. I'll find something to read. Right now. <laughs> something. Something. Do something. Um, all right. So the president's name is about to be brought up a couple of times. Okay. okay. Now, I don't necessarily want to make this about the president. Okay. Okay, but he is involved here, so it's impossible not to have him come into the conversation. Awesome. Well, I love when we talk about the president of the United States of America because on both sides of the aisle, people just react so logically and calmly, and everyone's, you know, just just very, their thoughts are well put together, and, you know, they put perspective on things, so I can't wait to do what we're doing here. <laughs> very excited. Is that God called damn it. sarcasm? Can we is talk it? about John Cena again? Yes, but not right now. <laughs> So something happened over the weekend that made me very, very happy about where I live. Okay. And that's because I have sprinkler systems in my apartment building that if a fire happens, it will put said fire out. Okay. There was a fire in Trump Tower in New York City. And a guy died. Like a, I believe he was 67 years old. Guy died, right? Like six different firefighters had like suffered some minor injuries and that whole thing, right? Trying to put this fire out. And then I go to read into the story... And there were no spring. There was not a sprinkler system in the building. Now, what people are going to do? Pro-Trump people are going are to write into me and say there wasn't a requirement when it was the building was built in 1983. Fine, you're right. It was not. Okay. However, he did lobby against a law that they were trying to propose in the 1990s and early 2000s about making that a requirement, and he lobbied against it. So there is that. Now, as a builder, I understand that. Keep costs down, this and that. Ultimately, you should be able to see something coming down the road, though. Maybe think about it. I don't want to be you know, next to this. I'll you know, eat this cost, and we'll make the money back in another way. Maybe raise everybody's rent, whatever. All right. Again, I don't necessarily want this to be about the president. But I do want this to be the question. How is it? Because I believe now it is a requirement for buildings like that to have a, a similar system. I believe 2006 is where that started to happen. Don't quote me there, but I like the best I can find, I'm pretty sure that's when that started to happen. So if it's a requirement for a new 
living place to have that. Right. How is that then not the requirement for landlords to retrofit their buildings with something similar? Well, yes. How is that not, like, part of that bill should have been, part of that law should have been, we do this too. Because what are we saying? That if, if that if you move into a new building, we care about your life, but all those people that are in all these buildings, we don't? And dude, Trump Tower in New York is like one of the buildings to live in. It's like one of, it's like a place to live. As a matter of fact, my friend who lived in New York City for a while no longer does, but when she lived there, that's where she wanted to live because she wanted to be able to tell people she lived in Trump Tower. And so sure enough, when I went to New York, I visited her. We st- I stayed there. And it is. It's like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. This is like a place to stay. It's like a place to live. Right? A place to live doesn't have that? My cr- and I don't want to call my apartment crap because it's really not. But, you know, take my point. My apartment building downtown, which, by the way, was was built well before 1983. Yeah. Well before it. Yeah. The apartment building I live in downtown used to be a whorehouse. Like, but way, way, way back in the day. So you mean to tell me, dude, that they can retrofit my building? This is about cost. It's about money. And if I lived in that building, I'd be furious about this. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, especially because you got to think like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a premier place to live. It's not like this is just like, yo, Section 8 housing. You deal with what you deal with and what you get is what you this get. This isn't the Marcy Projects. This right. is Trump Tower. Right, 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 right. Um, yes, from a builder's perspective, I completely understand that you're trying to keep costs down and you're going to do whatever you can there. For but sure. it's like, I think this is much like a lot of other things in life where you, I, and the rest of John Q. Public make the assumption that like, well, things are safe. safe. Things are being taken care of. Stuff is okay here. Like somebody's somebody's on, somebody's on the case, and that is a one hell of an assumption to make in life nowadays. Where it's like, well, somebody's somebody's making sure that this bridge isn't going to collapse on us. Somebody's making sure that this product that I just bought is going to perform safely. Somebody's making sure that the food I'm eating isn't going to make me sick. We all make that assumption all the time, and yet it's not a safe assumption. Well, here's what we always forget. And I was just telling you this this morning about something else. I can't remember what we were talking about. But we assume groups will protect us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this group of doctors or this group of builders. This right. group groups are made up of individual people. Right. And any individual is capable of any kind of uh, amount of wrongdoing. Lazy ass people, dude. Just people that don't want to do Cut their job. They don't care, dude. I want to go home. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. I don't care. Who cares? When you think about how many people are posting every day about how they can't wait till Friday, some yeah. of those people do things that keep us like, dude. All right, yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. My buddy Mike is an iron worker. Okay. Builds bridges. Bridges that you drive on. If I took you to the bar on Friday night and showed you Mike, you'd be scared to death to get behind the wheel of your car ever again. I swear to God, it's a true story. I love him. But, dude, the kid's got some problems. And, dude, he does a very serious job, dude. Right. Very serious job. Right. And it's I- so that's what I'm saying. Like, groups are just made up of individuals. Like, no group is safe. Now, for the most part, I can go over the Hall of Fame bridge and I don't got to worry. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, work I, here. I, I, well, 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 well. I mean, broader picture here of like, but I can go. A thousand mics. I can go eat food from a drive-through window or a restaurant or wherever, and I, I, I pretty much can feel safe about it. I can buy, rent an apartment, and assume that like there's not going to be asbestos in the wall, and assume that there's you know somebody's taking care of fire, you know, uh, standards. But like, man, we are making a lot of assumptions on a day-to-day basis. I'm being told there are ways around putting a sprinkler system in, but still keeping in tune with fire code. Yeah, I, w- I have no problem believing that. Welcome to loopholes. I believe that. David's also telling me when a new building 
is being put up. They put the costs are added in. When you're talking about retrofitting old skyscrapers, it would be hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, I know that it's not going to be cheap. But what I would say is, is that if you want to be a landlord, you want to be a building owner, this is kind of on you, right? Yes. This is kind of on you. Uh, yes. dude. Like You chose this business. If you choose to be in the game in America, you know there's going there's to be costs. some sort of standard and there's going to be some sort of safety yes. procedure there. But how many landlords does that put out of business? You know what I'm saying? Because let's be real. The, yeah. the, the landlord I rent from, if he had to go back and retrofit things for a, a security system, dude, they're going out of business. The landlord you rent from, they're going out of business, right? Probably. Ain't right, like probably. Okay, that's true. That's true. Is Trump going out of business? No. Well, I mean, I, and again, like, he went bankrupt twelve times. And again, I don't want to make him. I don't want to make this about him. And I know the tweet. Well, we he talked to. about how well the building was built, and even though yeah. the guy died, I know. Notice how I'm not jumping up and down on that. I, you know what I mean? It wasn't great, but we know his Twitter's not great. We know he's not great with Twitter. To be shocked that he wasn't great on Twitter over this would be honestly a little disingenuous. Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily fair to like throw the corpse at this guy's feet either. I mean, yes, in the broad sense of like well, things can happen. You're a landlord, and thing. Yes, but things can happen, and fires are going to happen. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to be like, dude, it's President Trump. Blood is on I mean, his hands. The fact that he lobbied against the law. Yeah, it's not I mean, great. that's You're a, right. That's a little chickens coming home to roost there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit of that with him there, yeah, a little bit. but not. But again, I don't want to. This this is, was not the point of it. It was not the point to just jump up and down on the president. If I lived in New York City and I lived in one of the buildings that was considered to be one of the places to live, right. and I don't have something as basic as this to help protect me, then what am I paying all this money? Because this is this is my point. It's not cheap to live in Trump Tower. This is not some like, well, I'll just, if you move to New York and, oh, my God, I'm not used to rent and I don't know how everything works here, so I'll just live here part-time until I find it. That's not this. You choose to live here. You're on a waiting list to live there. Like, I, I and, and for it not to have that, it seems very strange to me. And I understand it's going to cost a lot of money. But it also costs some guy his life, right? So you can die in these buildings that these guys own, that they put up, that they make all this money on, where 90% of the time nothing goes wrong and it's just all profit? I don't know, man. Like, I would not be comfortable living in one of the places to live in New York City where I didn't have something very basic. That in the down the street at a building, probably half the money you could get. It, that, that part just really, honestly, I just can't wrap my head around that. Why would you live in that building? Pay all that money to have that issue. I don't get that. Your shot at $1,000 every single hour on the program. Next one's right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock. 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. There you hear a little uh, audio from the new Han Solo movie trailer just released, I believe, yesterday. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's online for you. WRQK.com. Also put it up at Facebook.com slash the Stansberry Show. You can see it there. I'm pumped. I was going to say, now I know you have very high expectations. This was like the last thing well, out of Star Wars you want, right? This, I mean, yeah, if, 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 if I, I have always said, when Disney took him over, I, I felt like The Force Awakens was a great reboot. And I said, if you give me a good Han Solo movie, and if they could do it, a good Boba Fett movie, 
and I'd be I'd be happy. And then honestly, if it goes to trash after that, I don't care. Okay. And then the Last Jedi came out, and I really didn't like the Last Jedi. Now I don't want to be guilty of being one of these people that like overly hates on it. I just didn't think it was that good. And so I was like, ah, all right. So then I was like, well, I will see the Han Solo movie. Let's be honest, I'm gonna see it. It's not like the Last Jedi was so bad where I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna see it. Of course. But I but then my expectations went back down, and I felt to a good place to where I'd probably walk out. And then be like, oh, okay, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, expectations dictate happiness. happiness. And like, yes. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see where your head's at there. So my expectations were down. Then I saw a couple of the trailers and I was like, all right, yeah, it looks like it might be good. But this new trailer, it's like two and a half minutes long. And again, it's online for you, WRQK.com. It's got me right back in it. I'm so easily moved down the Star Wars board. I am yeah, such a sucker for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I, you I, I guarantee. Are. Now, the movie comes out May 25th, by the way. That's my birthday. There it is. That's Happy how the, birthday stands very That's right how the there. whole thing started, May 25th, 1977. I was a year old, and they decided, dude, that guy's been here a year. Let's put out the greatest movie ever Fair enough. to celebrate his birth. Okay. And so they are going to put it out, and I guarantee you May 26th, I'm going to go, yeah, it wasn't that good. But yet they have sucked me all the way back in. I'm all the way back in. Now, at the end of the day, any trailer can get you. I mean, sure. that's just the truth of it. Yes. You put some inspirational music behind stuff, some some catchphrases, some like, oh, gotcha moments right there. And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm back in. But as somebody who really doesn't care about Star Wars, like I like the movies. I'm not like obsessed with them by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm kind of excited. Like watching the preview, like when I was loading that audio in, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Like, oh, that looks like a good little yeah. storyline. It's got Woody Harrelson in it. It's got Donald Glover in it. Obviously, Chewbacca's in it. I don't know, man. I thought it looked pretty cool. It looks good. It looks really good. Star Wars note here, just a quick one. Um, so Star Wars, you mentioned, you know, bought by Disney, and you know, they'll, you know, all oh, well, they're bought by Disney or whatever. Sold for four billion dollars. Not yeah. that much money, dude. That new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out is one billion dollars, yeah. dude. How on earth did Disney steal that? How did it happen, bro? Yeah. How? For those of you that don't know, Amazon's going to put forward a Lord of the Rings like television show, and they're going to spend a billion dollars doing it. I, and I said to Fantown this morning, I must have wildly underestimated the popularity of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's, dude, I mean, it's huge. Those movies were enormous. Now, as those Hobbit yeah, movies came out. years ago. Well, I mean, how long ago was Star Wars, bro? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they've put new stuff out. Like, where, uh, well. This is going to be new stories, though. This isn't the same telling of the Lord of the Rings, like, you know, it's books. Hey billion dollars a billion billion dollars dude and that just goes to show you how desperate amazon is to be a, a content a television content provider how, you think that's what it how is. desperate they are to be like yo amazon prime tv it is worth watching come over here please for the love of god our original content please subscribe to us i gotta be honest with you i have amazon prime and their original content thus far is not very well, good it's like uh, sneaky uh, pete's not great like uh, people talk to a uh, dude sneaky pete and i watch it it's not that good i like the um uh, the, the man in the high castle was good that was good the one yeah that was that, that was, was good. That was what if America lost World War II, and I thought that was good. That was but, good. But they have different content. But it's like really when it comes down to it, if Netflix is the is 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 your position A and Hulu's position B, I mean most people Amazon Prime's th- probably third, fourth, fifth down the list of it's like what you great. think of, and that's exactly why they're so desperate for a hit with Lord of the Rings and why they're willing to put a billion effing dollars into it, bro. A billion. How are you gonna make your money back? Uh, yeah, I don't. 
That's a lot of money. I, to me, really, what it says was is how expensive it is to make a good period piece. Or to make like a good like that kind of like yeah, earth piece. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. I don't know what Game of Thrones costs, but it can't be cheap to put that together. No, no. Obviously, I would say very expensive there in Lord of the Rings, but a billion dollars. I had no idea that franchise was that popular. I don't know how popular those last sets of movies were, but the original three. I mean, those did gangbusters, like oh, the Hobbit movies. I can't remember if those were. Yeah, see, I forgot off. about those. I forgot that they did that one, and then the Return of Smog or whatever the hell it was. Like, I've never seen any of those. Those are probably about akin to the prequels, I would say, of the Star Wars episodes one, two, and three. There. Is that right? I, I, I mean, it seems like kind of everybody brushes those to the side, or it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm being told it's five seasons for Lord of the Rings. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that is, dude. Especially, I mean, signing up for five years of something, it's like you don't know if this is going to do well. I mean, I, I, I get it. You take on an ambitious project and you have to look at it longer than day one. But, like, you have no idea if that's going to take off. Billion-dollar investment. And Star Wars sold for $4 billion. Four. Yeah. It blows my mind every time we talk about yeah, this, dude. I, it's insane to me. I, I can't believe that something that was acquired for $4 billion could be considered a steal. But, dude, you were so early. Phantom was so early on this call. And you're right. They stole Star Wars. Now, again, I believe Lucas did hold on to a significant portion of the toy rights, where... where where a lot of the money is made off of Star Wars movies. Yeah. However, dude, Disney put up those parks now. Yeah. I want ticket sales. I want merchandising. Not just toys. I want merchandise. You know what I'm saying? That's beyond, like, the, the $4 billion, dude. And you're right. To say that that was a steal is crazy, but it was a steal. I'm being told the tick on Amazon was good. I tried it. I didn't like it. I did like it. I liked the tick a lot. I was a big fan of that one. And I've never heard of Good Girls Revolt. Watch that one either. There's some decent stuff, but that I feel like, terrible. but but I feel like it's a lot of, a lot of the same stuff that like you know. Like I try. What's that show? I tried on Amazon where that kid works at the golf course for the summer. Red Oaks. Red Oaks yeah. or whatever. I tried. It's okay. It's not that it's bad. It's probably good enough. But if people were like, "Dude, you're gonna love this," because the kid works at a country club, and it's like he's I don't know the kid. The main actor's not great. It's I I mean it was all right. But it wasn't, I don't know, I agree with you that they are far behind the original yeah, program. trying to catch up. They are. They are well far behind it. I mean, even Hulu had a smash hit with The Handmaid's Tale. Well, and at least Hulu has a lot more access into, like, television shows that are still on. The good thing about Amazon Prime that I'll say is it's got a lot of retro stuff. If you, if you want to be like, yo, I want to watch, you know, Elf, and I want to watch Cheers, and I want to watch Frasier, and I want to watch stuff like that, I feel like that's got, they've got that covered pretty well. Um, but I don't know if that's enough, you know, to, 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 to push yourself past Netflix. No, it's not. That's why they're spending a billion dollars on Lord of the Rings. Man, is that a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Again, your first, uh, well, not your first, but your, your latest look at the new Han Solo movie out May 25th is online for you at WRQK.com. Good news for one local family. Uh, I would imagine they are very happy about what has happened. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll have Fantone run down more uh, WrestleMania review for you. And yeah, he and Scott will probably talk about it a little bit coming up at 8, too. Oh, yeah. God damn it. 
should have planned something. I don't know what you were doing all day yesterday. I planned plenty. You planned something. I planned plenty. I'm just smart enough to understand that a lot of the flat footers out there dig the wrestling. <laughs> and so I'm willing to give it to them a little bit. Uh, speaking of, if you are a flat footer, as Stansberry calls the you, unwashed. if you are one of the unwashed part of the uh, 20 million, uh, professional wrestling, MMA, and you know what the hell, midget wrestling all oh, going yeah. down, all going down the Summit County Fairgrounds, uh, the 28th of this month. I'm talking about Honor Fighting Championship, um, Ohio Championship Wrestling, and Midget Championship Wrestling, too. Uh, tickets available to that event. Uh, the Buck Naked Band will be there as well. So I'm telling you, man, like Stansberry said, if you're unwashed, this is the show for you, man. I it's going to be a say, blast. Dude. They call it reaching the summit. Dude, this needs to be sleeveless is the name of this event. Like, dude, sleeve- sleeveless and summit. <laughs> sleeveless 18, I feel like, is the perfect name for that. I don't know what we're doing. Operation Reaching the Summit. Tickets available right now. Go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com. I can't wait for that. Actually, I'm going to go dude. to that. I'm a big MMA fan, obviously. And so, uh, you know, there will be some MMA that night. I'm going to check that out. Speaking of MMA, I know we don't have a ton of time here, but uh, did you watch any? What happened over the weekend? I didn't get this fight. I didn't rent the fight. No, it it was stupid. But honestly, good fight from what I understand. Um, But I felt like Khabib was going to win the entire time. I mean, that guy is so effing dominant. No. That I just, dude, he's 25 and 0. I saw I saw him come out after the fight and say like you know Connor can come and beg me for a fight. I mean is, is, is I mean is that going to happen? You think it's not going to happen? What's happening with Connor McGregor? I don't know. I mean Dana White already now out there saying, "Look, I've seen guys do worse things in other sports." And at that point, which he's right. Well, yes, yes. I mean he's right. I mean, there are, I mean, there are murderers playing in the NFL. There, you know what I mean? There are rapists playing in the NFL. So he is right, okay? But that's a bad look, Dana. It's a yeah. bad look, dude. You know it is. This is, and again, this is how Connor became the, the out-of-control character he is, is because you've become too beholden to one of your stars. You have. And you built this out of, like, we need the UFC to take off. So you built Connor, and now you can't control him. Um, it's ba- it's a bad look. It is. Yeah, but he's, I mean, what else is he supposed to do? But, I get it, man. I do. But as a fan, do I want to watch he and Khabib fight? Of course. Yes, of course I of course. do. Of course I do. What's best for the UFC is for Connor to be banned for a year. You don't ban him for life because Dana's white. He's right. There are guys in other sports who have done worse stuff, right? I mean, what's it, that former Browns wide receiver ran a guy over in the middle of the freeway in Florida, dude, and he played the next year or yeah, two years yeah, later or whatever it was. Yes, I will agree with you that there's plenty of degenerates out there. Now, that was an accident, so at least you can make the argument of like, this was 100 miles per hour drunk. This was a premeditated thing where Conor McGregor had multiple opportunities to be like, ah, dude, I'm thinking better of this. That's totally true, and that was my takeover before the weekend. However, right. dude, nobody did die. Nobody you know died. what I mean? Right. And so, like, when you start weighing everything in, so yes, guys have been worse in other sports, but I think you got to ban him a year, and I think that this fight holds a year. I think that, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, if you, yeah. dude, if you're yeah. a UFC fan, you like Khabib or you like McGregor, you'll wait a year to watch it. Now, here's the problem, is what do you want more? Do you want the Khabib-McGregor fight, or do you want the Diaz-McGregor fight? Me, I'd rather have the Diaz-McGregor fight, because that's number three, it's the rubber match, we'll find out what happens. 
notice that it's it's which Connor fight do you want? It's not like, well, do you want Stipe to fight somebody? Well, do you want you know John Jones to fight somebody? Exactly well, do you right. want do you want Nate Diaz to fight somebody else? At the end of the day, it's it's Connor McGregor is going to be the the, the center of of what you want as a fan. So you're right. I mean, he can't he and can't fire him. It's not, and this is what and and see Connor doesn't get enough credit here because. Everybody thinks it's just attitude and it's just like the antics. It's not. Conor McGregor is a bad yeah. man. Yeah. He can dismantle you in that cage. He is a bad man. You can keep, dude, you can hit Conor as hard as you want. That boy is coming. Conor McGregor is the Irish stereotype. He is. Drinks and parties too much, fights every last chance he gets, can't right. control his Four emotions. Foot two, right. He is a walking right. stereotype. That's all Conor McGregor is. Dude, he used to work for did he was like kind of like an enforcer for the Irish mob. Like did he's had I mean, dude, Conor's a, been a bad dude his entire life. But I you gotta punish him. But Dana already over the weekend going, Well, I've seen worse in other sports, is Dana telling you we're not and see this is what I don't like. This is why I hate it. Is because when he doesn't suspend him. Then people are going to be like, see, it was all a gimmick. It was all a gimmick just to get you in. And people don't understand martial arts. They don't understand it. Martial arts is about respecting your... This is why people, honestly, inside the MMA world have hated Conor McGregor for 10 years. Is because martial arts is about respecting the art form and your opponent. And Conor McGregor does neither. And so pure MMA people have hated Conor forever. For a long, long time. And dude, so this with this whole it's all gimmick and it's all shtick, dude. You're wrong. You you misunderstand the sport. Connor is an anomaly. He's an outlier inside this thing. And Connor threw Dana White and UFC a curveball by doing this. And I think what happened there is 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 yo, we're gonna go cause chaos. We're gonna go you know be idiots and we're gonna go do this. And it got out of hand. Nobody meant for it to get out as far out of hand as it did. And like, I would agree there, but I don't think Dana White, Connor McGregor. And Khabib's camp no, no, got together. No, no, and said, no, no, Do no. I'm saying Connor and his boys. We're like, yo, hey, let's we're, just go we're, there. we're self-promotion team. We're going out yes. there and we're causing hell. And then in the moment, got, got out it of went hand. Too far. I would agree and with that. Dana White got dealt kind of a crap ham, you know, a crappy sandwich or you know, sandwich here. And it's like, well, I got to make something out of this. You know, you can give me bad ingredients, but I got to make a meal out of this. And you got to do something. And don't. But he was at WrestleMania, dude. I don't know. People are going to be like, no, it's it's all it, WWE it, style. It's not. It's not. And here's the difference. You go into WWE knowing that. If the UFC gets caught doing this once, just once, the integrity is gone. And that the whole thing is based on integrity. It, the whole thing is based on this is real. You are watching two human beings dismantle one another. Yes, at weigh-ins and stuff, water bottles get thrown, and some of that may be on the fighter himself knowing, let's, let's, let's amp this up. Yeah, I, I don't I don't fault people for that. I mean I want I want LeBron to hype up. You know what I'm saying? I want I want him to put something on. I want Tom Brady to put something on. There it. are no story writers for the UFC scripting scenarios into which which by the way, Conor McGregor's facing seven years in jail. He's got multiple felonies. He was perp walked twice in handcuffs. You think that's a gimmick? Cops are just in on the gimmick? They're just in on it? Like, guys, when the WWE does that, that's not actually a cop in that cop's uniform. No. They rented a uniform, put some schmuck in it. Yeah. These were real NYPD cops. He surrendered his passport. This is not a gimmick. Legitimately, Conor McGregor went too far. And I think that the best thing for the UFC is to ban him for a year. You can't ban him for life because your sport can't withstand it, not right now. Like you get, But I, think he, I don't think he's let him fight for a year. 
You've got guys who are not allowed to fight in the UFC ever, I think, because of we. But Conor McGregor's not going to sit for what happened the other day? That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Again, this sport started out, and martial arts is very much based and rooted in respect for the art form, respect for your opponent. And Conor McGregor has has rubbed people the wrong way from the beginning because he goes against both of those things. But make no mistake, he is a bad man. I still say, you put him in a bar parking lot in Alliance, him and Nate Diaz, and Conor McGregor runs for his life. In 20 minutes, Nate Diaz has Conor McGregor's hand, head in his hands, bouncing it off a bumper of a car. And Conor's begging, begging for mercy. It's a completely different fight. Now, the UFC's not that fight. But Nate Diaz destroys him in a bar. It's not even close, I think. I think Conor actually runs away. In the octagon, it's a completely different thing. You got submissions. You got you did the whole thing. You got a ref. You got all, stuff you're allowed, not allowed. You, there's a whole different fight. But I think you got to ban him a year. But I did the amount of arguing I had to do over the weekend about whether or not Dana White set this whole thing up. You guys, it, you'd be ridiculous. The UFC 500 time, I think it what it was increase in value since when the Fertitta brothers bought it versus what they sold it for last year. It was something crazy. And that's because of the realness behind it. The integrity of it. If they get caught doing this once, the whole thing, house of cards, it's over the next day. And that's what you don't understand. You only believe this was gimmick if you are a from-the-top-rope dumbassery person. If you're one of those people, of course, if you're a WWE viewer, that's what you think. Because that's the world you're sold. A lot of UFC viewers on it, though. <laughs> I mean, the crossover's pretty big. A lot, a lot of UFC viewers on it. Although, I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's a, I mean, the crossover, it, they're gonna, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of it. But there's no way that that was an orchestrated thing, and they, they thought of it even as honestly, it's so crazy. I can't believe people could buy into that. We'll talk to Scott from Winning for next year. We'll do that next. Also, get you hooked up with a thousand dollars on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show. On Rock 106.9, online for EWRQK.com. Have $1,000 to pass out. We'll do that momentarily. Let's get Scott from winningfornextyear.com on the air. Buddy, how are you? Doing well, guys. Thanks. I, uh... Let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> you and you and this other nerd over here talk to me about oiled up dudes coming off the top rope. All right, no, listen, I got questions. Go. I got questions. They're WrestleMania related, uh, but they're also real sports related too. I'm gonna try to keep us on topic here. Scott, last night, uh, Brock Lesnar defeated Roman Reigns, retained his Universal Championship. A lot of people were uh, speculating that you know Lesnar would lose and that would uh, mark his return to the UFC. Uh, do you still see that being a possibility moving forward? Yeah, that match didn't really end how I thought it was going to. I thought for sure that Lesnar was going to go out and and Roman would get his run and Lesnar would then just return, as you mentioned. Um, it ended pretty quickly and abruptly, which will make me, makes me wonder if it ended the way it was supposed to. But I still think it's just delaying the inevitable. You know, the guy wrestles six or seven times a year. Um, you know, so for them to have the, the title on a guy who barely does any Raws or house shows or anything like that, it, I, I just don't know if it's the best business move for on their part. Now... I mean, he's a huge attraction. He's Brock freaking Lesnar. But that said, I, uh, I, I would assume we're closer to the end of that than we are at the beginning. Talk about the end of things. I'll tell you something that should be the end. Dude, The Undertaker's 90. <laughs> what the hell is The Undertaker still doing out there at WrestleMania? That, 
that was weird. Um, it was good to see him, um, but it, I, it felt like a, I was watching a reunion tour in a way. Like he just doesn't have the same, you know, the same moves. He is 53 or 54 years old, which is crazy. Um, if you think about it, but, uh, you know, he, he, he lost last year and I think it was just kind of a way to give him a, a proper send off and, uh, and have him wrestle a guy in John Cena who he hadn't wrestled ever on a, on a WrestleMania stage. So, um, you know, kind of a, checked a lot of boxes more so than anything, but yeah, it was definitely not his most technically skilled of, of, of matches. That's for sure. Yeah. Tip of the hat to John Cena. I felt like that was a classy move by him, or at least as classy as you can be when you're wearing jean shorts. I felt like it was a classy move to really get squashed by the undertaker on the grandest stage of them all. Uh, before we get off WrestleMania, everyone wants to know what your thoughts were on rowdy Ronda Rousey. Actually a really entertaining match. I thought, um, you know, I, I was, wasn't expecting much, which I think helps because my disappointment on some of the other matches are fully a function of what I was expecting out of them. Um, I was surprised they took a lot of liberty, I, I think is a, probably a way to say it, in having the, the male-on-female um, wrestling. I thought that was interesting. I didn't think they would do that anymore. Um, but uh, the way that she was, you know, boxing Triple H, I thought was really cool, and it, it really paved the way for, I mean, because if you're going to suspend belief to a certain extent, you know, someone like her isn't going to lose to any woman in that locker room, let alone a couple of executives. So I think it really set the tone for her. And I, I was, I, I thought they, I thought they executed that pretty well. We're talking to Scott from waiting for next year.com and buddy, we're going to let you get some of your credibility back right here. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, I, now that the Indians have had a few games underneath their belt, what are you noticing about the tribe right now? That they shouldn't be playing baseball in this cold of weather I anywhere. Agree. Um, the, 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 you know, it's, they're one of the, you know, they were one of the best hitting teams, you know, in baseball last year. Didn't, didn't lose much, you know, in that capacity. You know, I think if you want to consider Santana and Alonzo a swap, um, you know, I guess, and yeah, Jay Bruce to a point is gone, but the, the, the inability to hit the baseball, uh, in this, in this weather is, 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 is tough. It's, it's one of those things where it's tough to judge this team when they're hitting bocce balls. You know, I mean, they're, Yonder Alonso hit a ball with a perfect speed and launch angle the other day, and it like was like a, a dead duck to the outfield. So it's really tough to gauge these guys right now, uh, given this weather. The arms look good. Um, I feel the bullpen might be a little shaky at times, but uh, you know, even Corey Kluber, despite being, you know, not not exactly racking up a lot of wins, um, has has been tough to hit. So I, I I'm, I'm encouraged. And I'm glad they got that walk-off yesterday because it would have been tough to lose another series. All right, I want to stay right here with this, actually, because I floated this idea the other day, and I don't think it's crazy, that I think baseball suffers a little bit of a problem right now. Actually, I think television ratings this year so far early on are the, like, the lowest in like six years. I think dude, they're suffering a little bit of a problem right now. And I think length of season is partially part of it. I think everybody has now kind of figured out that not all these games matter because of how long the season is. And we're suffering serious weather problems at the start of the season. How is the answer not start the game closer to the start of summer? It's a summer game. Like, how is it not we're going to take out a certain amount of games and we're going to start the season later? Well, there's, there's a method to the madness in the 162 in that they, they, you know, with so much randomness in baseball. I mean, think of how the randomness in the, in the postseason. Right. Um, you know, it, it smooths a lot of that out, right? You know, typically the best teams will, will um, you know, be, be represented in the, in the playoffs. You know what I mean? There's, there's no randomness there. Uh, but that said, you know, you're, you're up against an NBA product, which is extremely entertaining, um, you know, regardless of what teams you're watching. 
Um, you're, you're up against a lot of the NFL draft talk and analysis, so you're not getting much in the way of talk radio people like in, encouraging you to watch the product. You know, and so it's 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 tough, and you know, and and I and I the issue is they're they're attacking it as oh, the length of the game is too long. I mean that's that's yes, baseball can have long games, but that's far from the the you know, the big thing. I, I don't know I what the answer is outside of you know shortening all the seasons and giving them each kind of their own you know place in the you know in the in our in our calendar. But that said, you're you're in a day and age where all of them are trying to expand how often they're in front of us, and you have the NFL and NBA becoming year round seasons, it's kind of squeezing baseball, which continuously has a tough time marketing itself. I don't think length of game is their issue. I think lack of action per length of game is their issue. I think, honestly, if you break down the average length of a baseball game, I don't think it's that much different. I know there are certain games that are really long, but I don't think it's going to be that much different than some of the other sports. But the other sports have so much action per minute. Where baseball, I don't know if there's a rule change. I don't know if there's something about how guys line up in the outfield or something that could create more hits or something that could happen where it's like, I Steroids. Feel, yeah, I think, well, yeah. Yeah, give them drugs. Yeah, I mean, dude, the lack of action is what baseball's problem is, I think, as a casual viewer of it. But it's just baseball as a, as a, as a sport, which is very ironic given you spend your weekend watching golf. But that said, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's, it's just the game of baseball. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, they, they pitch, and then there might be a hit, there might not be, and then there's 45 seconds later. There's another pitch, and there might be a hit, there might not be. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where, you know, maybe our appetite for sport is is changing, and that and that might not be an unfair way to characterize it because we we are now in a, you know, now you know right now kind of age where baseball doesn't really cater to that. So I mean, it's, it it is it is becoming more of a niche sport, and with that, it's going to be you know you really ratings are going to be a, a tough way to analyze it when when you, when it comes down to it. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I want to be angry with you, but I don't, I don't have a way to combat the I watched a very boring sport and golf all weekend and him complaining about baseball being boring. You're right. I don't have it. But I always say that about golf. is because the baseball purists say, if you think baseball is boring, it's because you're stupid. And it's like, well, I can make the same argument about golf, too. Yeah, I can you, make you the could. argument you just don't understand it because you're not smart enough. I can make the same exact argument on that. I don't know. I think it's lack of action. And I would agree that the part of the reason why people don't like golf more than they should or more than I think they should is because it doesn't look like action. Scott, uh, Stansbury gave us a, a master's update this there morning and kind of gave us the rundown. And one of the points that he made is that if you are a Tiger Woods style of golf guy and that's the game that you loved and like that's what made you you know come to the to come to the game, that a lot of dudes are playing that style. It just doesn't happen to be Tiger Woods at this Jordan moment. Jordan Spieth was nine under yesterday. That's better than dude. That's the best. I believe it's the best round of Masters history, and yet people don't seem to care unless it's Tiger doing it. So I gotta ask the question. Why does it have to be a black dude? You see what I'm saying? Like, why does it have to yeah, be a black guy that drives? I, I, so I, I don't. So I don't think it's 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 weird. So the I'm going to kind of correlate this with the home run era of baseball, right? Okay. If you if you came in if, if Tiger Woods and that his dominating you know winning tournaments by 14, 15 strokes is what got you into sport the sport that's that's kind of gone now, right? I mean that that. Yes, the round itself might be the same, but just in the same way that you still had guys hit it. You know, you had Mike, or John Carlos Stanton hitting over 40 home runs last year. But people aren't as excited about baseball anymore because you don't have Mark McGuire doing it and Sammy Sosa doing it and you know, all these other people doing it. I, mean, I think if you, if you came into baseball in the 90s when 
so scores were softball scores, and then suddenly you're you're you you have to sit through a whole baseball game where three it's the final score is three to two, and all the runs by the way were scored in the first ten minutes of the game. You know that's that's not going to it's not going to appeal to you in the same way. So I, I mean I completely get it, but again I also think it's a marketing issue because Tiger was insanely marketable. I mean everybody knew who Tiger Woods was because he was everywhere. Um, you know Jordan Spieth, an incredible golfer. But if, if he was in Heinen's right now, I think, you know, 30% of the people in there might know him. Well, you know what I mean? And, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's a big issue. That's, a, that's, a, that's more indicative of golf than it is, than it is you know, you know at the you know, people's ability to watch it. I would agree that 30% of the people in Giant Eagle, would, would only 30% would know Jordan Speed. I think in Heinen's, it's probably closer to 75. And if you know grocery stores, that's kind of funny. I, uh, but, but I think that that's what's happening there. I, all right. I mean, you're not wrong. But, but I would argue that what Stanton's doing in baseball and what Spieth is doing in golf, they should be stars that are marketable, and yet they don't they seem should be. to be. They don't seem to be, and I don't understand it. And I like guys always say to me, "Well, if it's not Tiger, I don't care." And it's like guys, do there are guys doing things Tiger wasn't doing? Like it's like what Jordan did yesterday is unheard of, and yet it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. And I think it's because people go, well, dude, white guys are supposed to be good at golf. Well, stuffy white dudes are supposed to be good at it. The Tiger's not. I will say I've never heard that that retort when I when, when I'm talking not. about Tiger. But I mean, you look at like look at Mike Trout. Compare his skill set to Ken Griffey Jr. They're not that different, right? Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, both are incredible defenders. Both are electric hitters. And meanwhile, you know, yeah, Mike Trout has his own logo. But would you know it if you had to pick it out of a lineup? No, but if you saw that Ken Griffey Jr. swingman logo, you'd be, I mean, it takes you right back Your to 94. Answer. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, and I don't know what the answer is, but both, both sports, which are, you know, quote unquote, kind of tying it back, suffering from a lack of action per minute. Um, you know, they, they just need to figure it out if they're going to try and get more mainstream because it's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight, that's for sure. Yeah, I saw a local newspaper guy from Canton, Ohio, tweet during the Masters yesterday, Jordan Spieth, wow, golf's going to be fine. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I'm, like, I'm one of the biggest fans of the sport. I don't think so. 17 days away, NFL draft. Any more movement on what the Browns are going to do, or we still think it's Sam Darnold at one? I'm still thinking Darnold at one. The only thing that, I, that as we get closer kind of keeps me up at night for lack of a better term, it, I mean, it doesn't keep me up at all. I, I really don't care about the team. Is um, the the trade down from four? I really feel that there's going to be a, a, a plethora of talent there, um, and and they're going to have a bunch of teams trying to get ahead and and you and, and then throw them a couple picks. But that's the only thing that makes me a little nervous because I really want to use that pick. Um, but I, I get it if they if they move it. But I I, I am thinking Darnold. Um, until proven otherwise, it could be any of the quarterbacks, but I'm leaning towards him at uh, at number one. I uh, I do have to make a correction. Tommy's uh, reminding me 63 is the lowest round in the Masters. It would have been a record had Jordan come from nine strokes back to win. That had never been done in the Masters, and he fell just short. Sucks. He Dude, fell just sucks. short. The. Uh, the ultimate deficit of the Masters comeback is eight. Jordan was looking to come from nine back and win. That would have been the record, but he is right. 63 is the best round in the Masters. Oh, cancel the sport. <laughs> get, it, get it off the TV. All right, dude. You're, I'm putting you in the favorite form. <laughs> I see you, dude. How about that? That's Scott from readingfornextyear.com. Make sure you check out their website daily. Your shot at $1,000 is right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRKK.com. Have another thousand dollars to pass out nine ten, and then nine thirty we'll send you to see uh, Poison and Cheap Trick out of Boston. Get you that too. There is a sheriff down in Harris County, Georgia, All right. that has uh, 
raised some eyebrows in the community. Now, I guess back in like 2015, about three years ago, he had a sign that he put out in front of the, uh, the law enforcement center that talked about people um, that defended the American flag in Christmas. I don't have the exact verbiage here, but it was deemed you know unacceptable. He ended up paying around 600 bucks for the sign out of his own pocket to be put up, but they ended up having him take it down, right? Okay, so the we're allowed to say Merry Christmas, and I stand for the flag. Flunk, so I'm guessing. Okay, yes, okay. I'm guessing. All right, that's, that's, what, that's what essentially was, right? what we got there. Okay, but now he has gone viral yet again for his new sign. This is Sheriff Mike Jolly, um, and again Harris County, Georgia, where there's, his sign now reads: "Our citizens have concealed weapons. If you kill someone, we might kill you back. We have one jail." And 356 cemeteries. Enjoy your stay. All right, there's some problems here. A, I'm willing to bet Georgia has more than one jail. Or was he saying the county? Maybe the county. The county, but you only have 356 cemeteries in that county? Good grief, dude. That's a lot of of cemeteries, I feel like, right? I don't know. I I feel like that's a high number. That's uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess... Are, I would have met. Yeah, that does sound like a lot. Well, nice place to bury your dead, though. So, okay. I mean, a high, high amount of cemeteries there. But the sign itself, again, our citizens have concealed weapons. If you kill someone, we might kill you back. Meaning who? I mean, if you kill somebody, they're not going to kill you back. Right. Kill you back is also problematic. And this sounds to me like you're... You're anticipating this like on a level that you kind of want it, like that you kind of want to be able to shoot somebody because they were about to do something wrong to you. That that you're almost excited to have this happen, right? Doesn't the doesn't oh, the wording sound like that to you? Y- yes, a little bit. When you say that, yes, it definitely. I think can, it kind of sounds like you can't wait. Um, now, I, I, as somebody, I 100% believe in your right to defend yourself. I genuinely do, and I know there's going to be some people like, yeah, but you're a libtard. You don't believe that. And it's like, yeah, no, I 100% do. And I think there's going to be cases in life where people have are justified in the use of lethal force. I 100% think that. Um, but when you make it sound like that, and I mean, like, I think most people who have been in those situations, or I would like to think most people who have been in those situations, that, yeah, you're going to celebrate the fact that good triumphed over evil, but at the end of the day, you're still recognizing the fact that somebody shot somebody and killed them. You know what I mean? Even if it is good guy shooting bad guy, that should be the absolute last resort, right? That's that's 101 guns, is that you don't point your gun at something that you don't intend to kill. If you, if you pull it out, you be ready to use it. Right, be ready to use it. So like, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like well, criminals don't deserve to die because there's going to be situations where they do deserve to die. But to make it sound like like man, we're all just sitting here with our fingers on the trigger, ready for the first person to give me a cross eye, and boom, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, it does. It sounds. It sounds a little too. You're too excited about about the possibility you might have to shoot somebody, and it should be a terrible moment for you. It should be a hard moment for you to have gone through that. To, you know what I mean? Especially about the fact that to do your life was threatened. I mean, yes, but I mean, we're not, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to tell people like, Hey, this is how you should or should not feel if you've been through this situation. I guess my problem is people who are looking at the situation who haven't necessarily been in it kind of like salivating at it kind of like, Oh, I want to find myself in a situation where, and it's like, God, you shouldn't want to now you again, shouldn't. 
there's also a difference here that if an average person just had this as their thought process, that's one thing, and it's scary enough. But this, to me, is kind of coming off as if a law enforcement officer is almost encouraging people to shoot one another. Now, I know what people are going to say. You're skipping over the part where he's warning you that they are have concealed carry weapons, so don't get out of line. You're skipping over that part and going to the next part of the phrase. And they're right. I am doing that. I am absolutely doing that, to be fair. Because it that's the part that rings weird to me. I don't think it's crazy that if you're driving through someplace for there to be a sign that reminds people what the law is. I don't right. think that's necessarily crazy. Or hey, he, reminder, we got concealed carry here. Even, even saying, you know, uh, 40% of our, our citizens are concealed yes. carry. Like, you know, that's education. And that's, that's fine. You're I, filling me in. But you're right. To put that last sentence on there of like. Feels weird. It, uh, a little bit. Especially, you're right, from a cop and from, from, from the perspective of like your law enforcement where it's like, you're right. If this is John Q. Public or if this is, you know, Dick's Ammo Shop that's, you know, right up, right up the street or whatever like that. Then fine that you, you you kind of put what you want up there but for law enforcement i understand why that's a little bit like it just felt a little strange to me and a little too like excited that you might have to have that happen and that to me seems like the the weird feeling like i would think now again i am a gun owner i have two handguns in my apartment and if somebody breaks into my apartment and i have to pull that gun out that is going to be the hardest day of my life. I'm not excited about that process. As a matter of fact, I have no idea how it goes down. I probably end up shot dead in my living room floor for all I know. I don't know. You know what I mean? You never know how things are going to go down when that, when that stuff happens to you. But I am not excited about the, uh, about the thought that that might have to happen. So, again, going back to the 356 cemeteries, I was curious. So I just did a real quick Google search. Right. I got a bunch of different uh, responses here. But it says here, Stark County... United States of America, 164 memorials is about what we have. Right. I mean, I guess maybe if you're a bigger county, I mean, maybe that number's not all that out of whack. But to me, I'm just like, Jesus, man, it's a lot of cemeteries. That sounds like a, I agree. 356 cemeteries sounds like quite a bit. And uh, yeah, that's a, that number sounds a little high to me. I, I don't That must be, maybe it's statewide. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe that's what that sign means. I got I don't know. That just felt like a very weird thing for a law enforcement officer to be like, dude, this is where I'm at. More Sansbury Show. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Sansbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll uh, let Fantone run down WrestleMania for you one more time. I know people reaching out wanting to know his take on it. So we'll let uh, we'll let that happen at nine o'clock because well I got other things to do. <laughs> Coming up on the twenty eighth, Phantom's involved with. I'm sorry, I forget the name of this. This is bad on me. Honor Fighting Championship. It is Operation Reaching the Summit. I love it. Now what it's going to happen? I call it sleeveless eighteen. Nobody will let me. <laughs> now listen, I'm going to tell you what's happening here. Uh, the Summit County Fairgrounds is where it all goes down. Like Sansbury said, the twenty eighth of this month. Tickets available honorfightingchampionship.com. Uh, first and foremost. Ohio Championship Wrestling will be in the house. Screw Juice Jennings, by the way. I feel like I haven't said that in a while. Uh, Midget Championship Wrestling will be there as well. The Buck Naked Band, uh, which are a huge, I mean, just huge uh, performance live live band in Northeast They're Ohio, good. dude. They're good. They are Every good. time. Dude, I don't even like country music all that much. But every time I go and I've seen those dudes, whether it's been at an event or whatever, you got to stand there and be like, man, that was good. This event could have done worse for their musical selection than that. So you got Absolutely. Buck Naked, you got OCW, you got MCW, and then you've got Honor Fighting Championship. 
Chip. Um, they will be the main event. And like I said, that's all going down. You, one ticket is going to get you into that event, which is absolutely crazy. If you want more information, I'm sure you do. HonorFightingChampionship.com. Yeah, I'm going to head to that. I can't wait to watch some of that MMA. Yeah, I'll, get you, I'll get you in the blood zone there. The Ring of Honor. Is I want to be what in we the call blood zone. The, the Ring of Honor. That's where I should be. I should be in the Ring of Josh Honor. Josh Rock and Roller. That's my favorite part of that commercial. Oh, yeah, it is, dude. Josh Rock and Roller. Jeremy's the best, man. Jeremy's I love great. that, dude. He's you you the, recorded that commercial with I him, did. didn't you? He, dude, he was, dude, he was one take Jake. Oh. He did, seriously. It big was, time. But here's the thing. And then I listened back to it. I was like, give me, I need one thing changed. Outside, one thing changed. Because when he said buck naked, he yeah. said it a little quick, and it sounded like butt naked. Butt and naked. I was like, dude, Whatever, that's false Get there naked. Who cares? Look, butts like, everywhere. So, like, you know what I mean? And then next thing I know, I had him do it one more time. And dude, did you, yeah, Jeremy was pretty much one and a half take Jake. Honorfightingchampionship.com. Go get some tickets. Looking ahead at tomorrow, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting new Drake, new Kenny Chesney, mm. and then new Mike Shinoda from uh, Lincoln Park. I'm kind of excited to hear all three of those, actually, dude. I'm glad I'm glad we got that lined up. New Mike Shinoda crossing a line is that. And then uh, locally, uh, my buddy's actually in this band, full disclosure. My buddy Connor okay. is in a band called Front Porch Lights. Okay. And they are opening up for Dave Matthews at the Cleveland Agora on April the 20th. Okay. Dennis Kucinich is putting together a, uh, like a, I don't know if it's a rally or whatever, whatever it is, but Dave Matthews is playing it. We're sold out. Agora sold $150 oh, yeah, a ticket. Of course. Sold out. Of course. And my buddy Connor, his band Front Porch Lights, is, uh, is opening that up, and they're very excited. So he sent me his new song called All of My Money, and I have not heard it. Full disclosure, I am buddies with Connor. Okay. I'm friends with he and his family, but I have not heard this song yet. We'll hear it together as a class tomorrow. I, 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 I mean, I don't know if, De- or if Dennis Kucinich is trying to be or I don't know governor, if he's trying to be governor, or what, no what's happening there, but that's, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of a strange, like, yo, Dave Matthews, you're playing for Dennis Kucinich, bro. Like, I guess Dude, that's kind of weird. So I wasn't going to work it because my buddy's in the band and right. he's going to open. So I was like, ah, I'll just go. But then I was at the Agora Friday and they were like, Dude, will you please work this? We're going to be pretty right. busy. And I was like, yeah, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come and work it. And, dude, it was 150 bucks a ticket. We're sold out. Of course. And I hear, I mean, dude, it's not necessarily, I, well, if, I mean, the ticket's already sold Hold out. On, man. I hear it's not a total performance. Like, he's going to play, but it's like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, dude, Dennis Kucinich has to go up there, and, and he's going to have to be like up there. Hour Vote spiel, for me! Vote, that whole spiel. And, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. I don't It'll think, be a little hoity-toity. I, I don't think we've ever really gotten into this before, but what's your thoughts on Dave Matthews? You a Dave Matthews guy? I feel like Dave Matthews is a is a wonderful musician. He's a great artist who stayed at the party a little too long, maybe. Okay. I like him, okay. though. Okay. And stayed at the party a little too long with an acoustic guitar in his hand. And good lord, dude, if you are playing acoustic guitar at a party or at a bonfire or something, turn that son of a bitch sideways. God, shut up. <laughs> We've heard Freebird before. Yeah, that guy's going to get laid playing it. Though. Yeah, he is. Why are doing just, it? Just lazily strumming through Nevermind, and all of a sudden you're going to bang all these chicks at this bonfire. Dude, you know what I Son can't... Bitch. You know what I can't believe is a, not an invention? What is that? A device that goes inside of an acoustic guitar that sounds like you're playing it, so you can sit there and like pretend you're, you're playing it. And like woo the chicks, the player piano right there of guitars and the acoustic guitar. Ooh, How is that Stansberry. not the gimmick? Coming up with things right here. Scientists get on it. <laughs> scientists, yeah, who we need scientists on that. get on it. That's who we need on that. All right, I uh, I wasn't gonna do this. Okay, <laughs> but here we go. We told but you I we didn't plan it this morning. <laughs> but but watch me now as I do it. But I saw it again this morning, 
and I think it's insensitive. And I'm a guy that doesn't really like those words. I don't really like that, oh my God, my feelings. I'm not one of those, right? But I, I keep seeing this, and I think it's a little heartless, a little bit. I don't want to go overboard here, and I don't think you're a terrible person if you're doing it, but it is, I think it's one of those things you're doing that's inconsiderate, and you don't realize it as you're doing it. Okay. Okay? And that's these people that are, like, posting on Facebook and even, like, tagging their friends who work there and, like, asking them. It's like everybody's trying to figure out which Toys R Uses are already on the sale for, like, the going out of business thing. And I see people, like, post on their Facebook page, hey, Ashley, has your Toys R Us started to do the sale yet? It's like, Ashley's losing her goddamn <laughs> job, dude. But you want to know if you can get a Stormtrooper for $3 less than you could a week ago? You insensitive dick? What is the matter with you? I, um, I've seen a lot of people... Go on this nostalgia trip with Toys R Us, and I know nostalgia is a thing to do nowadays. It's very, very in vogue. But like, I've seen people who are like, you know, I just have so many memories of me and my dad like waking up and going to Toys R Us on Saturday mornings, and then they would take their like dad, who's now seventy five years old, put him in the car and take him to Toys R Us one more time. And like, I understand there's All a little right. bit of well, no, there's a little bit of sentimental like, yeah, dude, great memories or whatever like that. But like, but well, no, but my problem is, is you're gonna lo- as 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 a 40-year-old, you're going to load your 75-year-old father into the car and take him so you can take a selfie in front of in front of Toys R Us one more time? Your dad is looking at you like, God damn it, I fought through World War II for this? You son of a bitch? Like, this this is what we're doing in my, in my twilight years right here? I just felt like it was very, what do I want to say, almost self-serving? Like, where it's like, okay, dude, we get it. You're a Toys R Us kid. We Plus, get it. how great's that selfie when Jeffrey the Giraffe's holding your dad's chin up to his, the rest of his <laughs> mouth? Like, how, you, you still love that selfie? And how great was it if you didn't go in the past 30 years? Because here's the deal. If all you people who pretended you're so nostalgic for Toys R Us and you want to be a Toys R Us kid, you don't want to grow up. Well, if you would have been going to Toys R Us for the past 30 years and buying things, they wouldn't be in the predicament they are now. You know, that was going to be my frivolous lawsuit. <laughs> Suing Toys R Us? Yeah. Who you got? What you got? No, no, back in the day, that okay. was going to be my dude in, in, in the rage of, oh my God, this coffee was hot. I didn't know this hot liquid <laughs> I purposely ordered because it's warm. I didn't know it was going to be hot. This is Stansbury, the same dude who was trying to weigh over 300 pounds so he could go on disability. disability. Okay, so let's hear what the frivolous lawsuit was going to be. 300 body would never go over 289. <laughs> tried. Tried. I tried. 289 was as big as I could get. I, uh, but my, you know, again, the, the coffee on my lap is hot. I didn't know that, right? The frivolous lawsuit. Well, I have like what I have always called a failure to launch thing going on in my life. Okay. Right. And I feel like that's because of that goddamn jingle from there George Ross my there entire life. And then I took it to heart and I feel like I should be able to sue them. Personal accountability. Everything's your own fault. If you're not blah, 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 blah. Except for Toys me. Toys R fault. Except God. for me. I just think, again, I am a guy who, dude, I want classic toys and I want to pay less for them too. But, as you're tagging your friend Ashley, asking her when her location is doing it, <laughs> Ashley's trying to figure out how she's going to buy formula for her kid, you insensitive dick. We'll have Fantone run down WrestleMania, also get you hooked up with $1,000 because we're going to have Fantone <laughs> run down WrestleMania. That's all next on Rock 106. Rock 1069. Aggression released in full force. Look at these rapid fire treating Triple H like a heavy bag. And then as this thing went along, she looked more and more comfortable. This was amazing. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show there. Here a little uh little WrestleMania audio. Ronda Rousey's first uh in-ring. 
squared circle. <laughs> Action. Yeah. Antona, you yeah. said now, you said earlier this morning that you felt like WrestleMania was a solid B. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, as somebody who's watched, and I'm giving it a solid B perspective, graded up against every other WrestleMania. Now, if I was grading it against the rest of the WWE action from the past year, I'd probably give it an A. But when I compare it up to other things, I'm going to say probably a, a, a B minus when I compare it to its peers right there. Um, not the greatest WrestleMania of all time by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think things were kind of safe last night. There was nothing in particularly like nobody jumped off a 30 foot, you know, stage or something like now, that. Now, we talked to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com a little earlier in the program and he brought something up that I didn't even think of, but the fact that there was some there was some mixed sex yeah. like uh, wrestling that was going on, so men were wrestling women and vice versa? Rowdy Ronda Rousey, Rousey was a big part of that. Now, WWE has done intergender you know, matches before, like where they've had it, and they just came off of a big mixed match where they had men versus you know, men versus men, or men tagged up with women, and, and they would fight each other. But last night, uh, Ronda Rousey essentially putting the gloves to the uh, CEO of WWE Entertainment right there with uh, Triple H, so I don't know if it's necessarily setting up like men versus women in any real capacity but you know she had to look like a badass last night and kicking Stephanie McMahon's ass just wasn't enough you know what I mean like because Stephanie's not even really a wrestler like she's a badass and like um I would very much like to have sex with Stephanie Bro, McMahon smoke show smoke show and I know a lot of dudes out there are like man dude this Alexa Bliss is hotter and yeah there's other hotter chicks but there's something about Stephanie McMahon and I was talking to my girlfriend about this last night like the amount of violence that must enter the bedroom when it comes to her and Triple H having sex together you think? oh my god dude what do you think there's just vanilla in it like hell no dude I am guaranteeing you somewhere on that McMahon compound there's like a red room of pain what? I'm what? telling you I'm telling you dude isn't there oh I'm telling you bro <laughs> that's very good I'm, I'm I, honest but I but hold it <laughs> but hold on isn't there but couldn't there be the theory that because of how much they get that out in their lives that in the sex it's like they're not who you think there could be that theory and my girlfriend tried to float that past me last night and I was just like no friggin way well, let dude. me ask you the follow-up yeah. the natural follow-up yeah. is did you triple H or did I triple night? H or did I get it to it no it was yesterday afternoon she was like yeah I know you're gonna be too tired after Wrestlemania um but if they're honestly if there is a sex tape that leaks there dude your boy will be in line right there now that's interesting because you're normally not into well, that if consensually i guess not leaked wasn't correct okay. if they put that out i would get it if it if it leaked if it was like oh you you know it, you know they didn't want this to come out then you're right i'm not gonna watch it i uh i would like to access stephanie yeah, it's dude, pretty uh pretty pr- pr- pretty hot there um so last night it was a long show i mean seven hours of wrestlemania is a lot like i mean it was it, i sat there and watched it all so i can't say it was too long um but but i it, can but it, it was a lot. Um, Brock Lesnar, obviously a huge part of the story. Um, I thought he would lose last night, and I thought he was going to UFC, and I thought it was all going to be over for him in the WWE, uh, but he won. And I don't know, and Scott brought this up too, is like, I don't know if that's the way it was supposed to end, but it did end like that last night. And tonight, you know, I don't know if he signed a new contract and is going to be coming back and is going to be doing it tonight, or if this is kind of a, 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 a fork in the road for WWE, but he, uh, he won last night, which was very impressive. I, um, I am, I'm very curious about the WWE in this regard. Like, because when football culminates at the end of the season, you get the Super Bowl, and then they're gone for a while. So, like, 
their Super Bowl for the WWE last night. So, like, what's like the next big thing for them? No off time. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Tonight like, is the next big thing. The Raw after WrestleMania is like a legendary one because essentially what happens is. All the storylines get wrapped up yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So tonight, everything's new. So, like, all these new, you know, things that happened last night are obviously going to kind of inspire it. But, like, everything's, like, it's 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 opening day today, essentially, for them. And it's just like, God, dude, I understand, dude. It's not a sport. I, I'm, not, I'm not debating that. But to go from your Super Bowl into your opening day the next night, like, that's something to be admired, in my opinion. See, I would just naturally assume that the fans would be a little worn out from no. WrestleMania, so it's like, dude, I don't care. Nope. It'll be that crowd tonight will be on fire. Those people will be just ready to tear the roof off that place, dude. It's uh, it's something, man. It, there's no offseason. And I know there's no offseason in the NFL. There's no offseason in, in, in the NBA. But there truly well, I mean, is. There's, there's a season when there's games not being played. Right. Though. There truly is like, yo, like I said, it's Super Bowl right into opening day the next day. Um, so just other quick notes. I just want to make sure I get all these out there because people have been asking me this morning. Uh, shout out to John Cena. Even oh, my though- God. You actually have a pad oh, of yeah. notes? Oh, yeah. Dude, we have talked some serious <laughs> subjects on this goddamn show, dude. Like gun control, immigration. You have n- never had a pad of, let, let me make sure I reference this, this, and that never once. John Cena, uh, he got his ass kicked last night, but from the standpoint of like, dude, he uh, he didn't have to do that. He went out there and did his job, so shout out to him. Uh, there was no celebrities last night outside of Dana White, not even Kid Rock, which was just surprising to me. He went in the Hall of Fame on Friday. What? And then they didn't have him there on Sunday. I just kept waiting for Kid Rock to just have an American flag and like, you know, tear through Born Free or something like that. And, uh, and, 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 it, and it just did not happen. Uh, Ronda Rousey exceeded expectations and uh braun Strowman last night he won the tag team titles kind of by himself but what he did is like well i don't have a tag team partner and they're like you have to have a tag team partner and he's like well, i don't want a tag team partner and they're like you have to have a tag team partner so what he did is he went out in the crowd and grabbed a quote-unquote random kid to be his tag team partner Obviously, he did all the fighting one by himself, and everyone's like, well, is this kid a new WWE superstar? No, idiots. He's going to go pick a random kid every time. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, yo, you, the WWE Universe, you're the tag team champions. And it's like, okay. like, But people are giving that way too much. Like this kid, Nicholas, he was like 10 years old. Like, is he a new WWE superstar? And I'm like, God, man, you're making us look bad, wrestling fans. You're making us look bad. <laughs> well, a little bit. Right, well, we're doing, we're doing five out of a row. I'm being asked to ask you... Yeah. And I, I think this guy must be using voice to text, but maybe you'll be able to figure out what he means. Okay. Ask Fantone why they didn't pay-per-view it on Saturday. Why they didn't pay-per-view it on Saturday. Well, Saturday night was NXT TakeOver, and a lot of people were like, oh, well, what do I want to say here? NXT TakeOver is the real star of the show. But you know what that's like? That's like people who are like, Pfft. Dragon Force is a better band than or Dragon Force is a better band than Nickelback because Nickelback has all those songs on the radio. Dragon Force can technically play their guitars better, and it's like, guy, I get it. I'm okay. not debating right. who can play their guitar, who can play more notes a minute. But when it comes down to it, what's the star of the show? We know what the star of the show is. Nickelback's selling all those records, bro. All right. So WrestleMania overall, really well done. Yeah, dude, I would, I would, I walk away a very satisfied WWE fan after this weekend. Who's at the broadcast table for that now? 
Is um, it Jim well, Ross and that guy? No, still? Jim Ross did a call. He did a, I think he did one or two matches yesterday. But uh, Jonathan Coachman, formerly of ESPN, he uh, okay, yeah. he's made his return. Corey Graves is one of the dude. Which, by the way, Corey Graves is just he. I used to hate that guy. He's phenomenal now. Um, you know, uh, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton. But I mean, these are all new dudes. It's a new era of the WWE. So you think Ronda's got a career in it? Though? Yes, I 100% do. Initially, I was very skeptical of what she was going to be able to do, um, but she went in there last night and looked like a pro wrestler. Didn't look like the best pro wrestler ever or anything like that, but looked like a competent professional wrestler, and with the star power that she has and how over she is, there's no doubt that the WWE will continue to use her and probably use her to great success. I think um, I'm going to double down on my, on my prediction earlier this morning about Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And that is, I think she's using the WWE for a movie career. Now, they have their own movie studio. They do. And, and they'll so give her a movie. They will 100% they do are that. They're 100% for sure going to give her a movie. But I made a prediction earlier this morning, and I was half joking. But since I said it, I've been thinking about it, and I think it's a great idea. You got Hollywood remake crazy. That's all they want to do. Because they just need to go back to these brands they know work because nothing because a lot of other stuff isn't working. I'm not going to say nothing isn't working, but a lot of stuff Most isn't. isn't. Yeah. So they want to go back to these well-established brands. And if I'm Hollywood, I take Ron. And again, what's the other thing? Let's get a female version of this out there, right? That's like the other thing. is like we need more women-driven films, right? How is the natural thing not to have Ronda Rousey remake Die Hard and she's the Bruce Willis character for Die Hard? That, to me, writes itself. That's a home run. And as a guy who thinks, like, oh, my God, we need a female version of everything, I do kind of want to see that movie. Die Hard, Under Siege, Fight Club, whatever. They're going to be like, yeah, Ronda Rousey, come on. We need to sell tickets, bitch. Get in here. (laughs) I don't care, dude. They're going to ride that wave as bad as they can. But I honestly think a Ronda Rousey-driven Die Hard remake for a guy who loves Die Hard and actually probably doesn't think it needs to be made at all, but if you're going to do it, Ronda Rousey being Bruce Willis... Not the worst idea in the world, though. Every single hour on the program, it's your shot at $1,000. Your next one is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We still have some tickets to check out Poison and Cheap Trick, who will be a Blossom. We'll get you into that here uh, to end the program in a little while. Yeah, that's going to be a good show, Blossom, bro. I am a very big Cheap Trick fan. That's I love be a that good show. I uh, well, Actually, one of my favorite shows maybe ever that I saw was I saw Motley Crue and Cheap Trick open that show up at CSU. And, uh, dude, it was so good. You can tell they're one of those bands, well, maybe not as commercially accessible outside of a couple of songs as, as, as other bands of that era. Who they go on tour with really does speak to who Cheap Trick is and how well-respected they are in the industry and how much of a... You're right. Your favorite, your favorite band. Their favorite band is Cheap Trick. That's, I mean, that that's the way it felt when I saw the Motley Crue show. Is that you could tell Nikki was like grew up and like really dug that band and like you know got down with that, and uh, you know kind of wanted to take them out on tour. I love them, dude. Dream Police is great. They're pretty good, dude. She's Tight is one of my favorite songs. They don't I, suck. I love She's Tight. Southern Girls is a great song. Cheap Trick was amazing, dude. And I've always said they were, dude. It's probably my favorite band name ever. Such a good band name. So we'll get you into that show. 
So it turns out 87 million of us yeah. were affected by this data breach with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica is the name of the company that basically sold off all of your data. And so now I guess not only is Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, then going to testify before I, you know, a committee in that whole thing. They're going to like grill him over it. But now also I guess Facebook's going to start to alert you as to whether or not your data was farmed out and, and, and you know, uh, compromised via Cambridge Analytica. And I'm not at all curious to find out whether or not my data was harvested and farmed out. Why not? I'm not at all. And I'll tell you why. Because I know for sure it was. And that's a little far. I shouldn't say I know for sure, but I am. I, I but I feel as if, well, duh. Obviously, this was a targeted thing that they were doing, and I would have to imagine that they didn't do it randomly. And I would, I would, have, yeah. I, I would guess that there were certain companies in the crosshairs of this. Let's find out where these people's employees are. And I would think iHeartMedia would be on that said list. Well, and certainly since you have that information listed within your social media sites, yes, that that really does make sense. And more importantly than all that, we are considered in the industry, and I don't just mean you and I, I mean people who do this for a living, as influencers is what it's called. Yeah. Is that we have the ability to influence people's opinions. So, dude, if you were going to farm data from people, don't you? Wouldn't you want it to be the people who are? Can, can, I mean, right? Yes. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I think that plenty of you know Steve from Perry Township is is. There's going to be randoms in there too. Million people, dude. Right. So yes. But at the end of the day, yes. If I find out that they focus in on quote unquote media personalities, local you know celebrities, things like that, you, you, I, not going to be, be shocked su- by that. Can't be surprised. I mean, no, not at all. I think it's one of those things that's like welcome, to, dude. You know, welcome to the movie, bro. It's like you're. In in this industry, of course, this stuff is going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I and, and you're right. 87 million people. I would kind of just feel like, yeah, I'm probably a part of that equation anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it's enough people to where you could be in it anyway. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I, I'm not surprised that this all happened, but I'm not going to like embrace the fact and be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't want. You know what I mean? Like, am I, am I shocked that companies are are number one going through your data and number two selling it to other companies? Of course, I'm not surprised surprised by that but i don't necessarily want to like encourage it so i mean i remember saying right after the announcement came out the next day there was this big huge red alert box when i went into facebook on my phone and it was started to tell me what they were doing and i was like x i don't care i want to judge my friends but such a you know to me like this isn't new in the sense of maybe it's new that like it was facebook and you know and cambridge analytica but like there's a bill that I have every month, and it's an, you know not a bill you necessarily have to have. It's not your electric. It's not your utilities or anything like that. So but it's when, an elective. When I first signed up for it, they signed me up as Matthew Santone with an S as opposed to Matthew Fantone with an F. Now, every time I get a piece of mail that says Matthew Santone that is not from that company, I know exactly where they got my information from. I know exactly where you got my address from, because why are you calling me that name that this other company calls me. That's exactly where it came from. So like I said, I mean, I'm not surprised by it, but I don't want to lean into it either. It's amazing to me the amount of people that are on Facebook that know this has happened and much like myself. I'm still looking at it. It has not changed your behavior. Not at all. Not even a bit. And what's even more amazing than that, Fantone, is when you think about the fact that you and I are probably more sick of Facebook than even probably people you're friends with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet, we won't leave it. 
even over this. I mean, imagine having a product so powerful over people like that, that you can completely have your trust with your consumers broken, and yet there you are. The only other thing I can think of in recent memory is there was a restaurant, I'm not going to list it, who was getting people sick left and right. It was a major restaurant. Your girlfriend loves it. Yeah, and we're still in line for it. And people are <laughs> wrapped around the block for it today. It's a crazy thing. Now, should be pointed out that, not should be, but here's another thing that maybe we should rethink this and maybe leave the Facebook place, is Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak says, dude, I'm out. This data collection thing, I'm out. This is one of those computer people, dude. Like, he's one of those guys, and he's just like, Yeah, but what I see that as is like, yeah, I'm out of this so that you come over to my safe social media site that we're going to present to you, and then we can preach your day. You know what I mean? That's probably true. That is probably what is going to happen there. Be very interested to see what he comes up with there. Your shot at poison and cheap trick tickets. That's next to close out the program on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. I should not do what I'm about to do. Well, you know. Because what happens here is, and now a lot of times I'll solicit advice and I'll get great advice and I end up leading myself right down the path and be like, oh, cool, I found something I was looking for. All right. Okay. But it's tax season. Okay. Got my taxes done and I'm getting money back. And I think what I want to do... And I've been talking about this for a long time and I keep and then I'll start the process then I'll stop it. And I think there's just a little bit of me that's just afraid to pull the trigger. Okay. And when is it? I want to move. All right. I want to move. I I love my apartment building. I love where I am. There's nothing wrong with where I am. It's not like, God, you got to get me out of this place. There's a few things about it that aren't totally convenient, but welcome to where you live. It's going to be true no matter where you are. Yeah. And I mean, apartment living, there comes to be a time when it's like, I'm done with this. And I I completely understand where you're coming from. That's not a short on your landlord or where you live or anything like that. That's just like, dude, I'm done with apartment living. And that's, I get it. Actually, for what I pay in my apartment building, I think it's a steal for, for everything I get. And as a matter of fact, my buddy Seth is always like, dude, don't ever move out of here, man. I love this place. And I'm like, ah, dude, I've lived here almost four years. It's kind of time to go. Yeah. And yeah. so I just need to, I'm, dude, I'm looking for houses to rent. And I, I, I don't know. I've, dude, I reached out to a buddy of ours who used to work here, who's in the real estate business. I reached out to him. I haven't heard, and I've heard a little bit back, not totally yet. But I guess I'm just, dude, I, I was going to buy new golf clubs with, with, the tax return, but I think the, yeah. the more adult decision is to move into a home. Is to do it. Is yeah, to do it. You're not really an adult. So like, I don't know. Maybe you should buy those golf clubs, bro. I, I don't know. Well, here's the other thing that's going on. In my, this is how sick my brain is. This is how sick my brain is. My brain goes, okay, dude, if you man up and yeah. do the adult thing and rent the house, I'll let you buy the golf clubs. Instead of just going, dude, pick one of these really expensive things or the other. My brain's like, nah, dude, we'll do them both. We'll do them both. Who cares about credit scores? Those don't matter. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, that's just it. I'm going to have to buy a couch when I move into my new house, too. I like my couch, but it's it's definitely not going to be my living room furniture. You got to think about a million different new things you're going to have to do if, as you move from a house or an apartment to a house right there. So, uh, eh, dude, probably worth doing. And honestly, probably good to ask the audience. You're going to get some that's like, Stansbury, come be my neighbor, man. Come live right next door to me, man. But there's other people out there who, you know, uh, I'm sure sure can point you yeah, in the right direction. Somebody help point me in the right direction. Any criteria? Any Anything that you want to, you wanna, like, stipulations here? Uh, got to have, have a dog, right? You got to be able to have a dog right out of the gate. I don't necessarily have to wa- be able to 
have a dog. If I find the right house and that's the sticking point, I won't. Then then I'm okay with it. Okay. I would I would prefer to be able to do that, but okay. I more important that I that I live someplace I like than having a dog too. Okay, I'm I surprised. Want it. I want it, but it's but I cannot make that dude for when you're talking renting. It's, yeah. it, that's a hard sticking point while renting a house to be f- that firm on it. That's a tough line for anyone who says, no, I have to bring my pets with me. And I, I mean, you do. You have to bring your pets with you. But yeah, that cu- cuts a lot of stuff uh, out of the equation there. One of the reasons I have not moved out of my apartment is that I have these two things that I find very difficult to find inside a rental home, Okay, which is I have central air Okay, and I have a dishwasher. And those things in rental homes are hard to find one or the other, and both is really, really hard. And when you start finding both, it, that becomes no more, more money than I don't want than I want to spend. I have a dollar amount in mind. I don't want to give that out over the air. I feel like that's you know letting you a little too far behind the curtain. As a guy who's pretty honest, I don't necessarily want to do that. But if I could get one or the other and. Honestly, I don't know which one would be more important, although I think air conditioning would be more yeah. important to me yeah. as I'm the kind of food I prepare now because of the, my dietary restrictions. It's not very messy as far as like the dishwasher goes. I don't think those things are like unreasonable. I'm sure, you know, give it a little bit of time and you, and you talk to the right people, you'll be able to find a place with both of those things so, that are within your price range, hopefully. If your friend's trying to rent out a house or yeah. something or whatever. It's not in know. the ghetto. Or, I don't know, maybe in the ghetto. I mean, I live in the ghetto now. Yeah, I mean, what difference does it make? You know what I mean? We do have tickets to see Poison, Cheap Trick. That show's June 12th, Blossom. So uh, well, let's give those to you before we head out of here for the day. We'll take caller number 25 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Teresa, however... Our midday diva will get you hooked up with a thousand dollars at ten ten. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning for New Tour Tuesday, presented by the Hard Rock Roxino. You guys have an awesome afternoon. See. You.